You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. Welcome to Everything Apostolic. Well, praise the Lord. This is Charles Rodas, your host of Everything Apostolic. So good uh, to be with you today, and thanks for hitting that uh, listen button. I've got a very intriguing uh, podcast for you today, uh, a subject that I love to study, and you've already seen the title, of course. The title is Prophets and prophecy. Yes, prophets and prophecy. Well, I'm not teaching this because I'm a prophet, because I'm not, but I do love this subject, and um, I've got some great news in this uh, study for you today, and how that you can be used of God even in uh, a word of prophecy. So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, We're going to uh, talk about this subject as I'm going to show you several scriptures. And so get your um, your deep diving wetsuit on because we're going to go really deep today into some really cool stuff. So I trust that you will be blessed uh, with this subject about prophets and prophecy. Now, uh, first of all, let me just say uh, about prophecy. There are three basic levels of prophecy. Now, anyone with the Holy Ghost can prophesy. The Holy Ghost gives an individual, you know, if that person is a praying person and he seeks after the Lord, uh, God is able to use any Holy Ghost filled person with a prophetic word. Okay? That does not mean he has. The gift of prophecy doesn't mean he's even a prophet. All right. So that's level number one. Now, how can I say that? How can I say that a person can prophesy if he doesn't even have the gift of prophecy that Paul mentioned mentioned about in First Corinthians? Well, I could probably do, you know, take a good good part of the lesson on that, but I'll just mention Acts chapter 19. Uh, I think it's verses one through six or maybe seven where Paul met certain disciples, believers, and he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed and found out they didn't have the Holy Ghost, found out they had not been baptized in Jesus' name. So he proceeded to witness to them uh, and to this greater relationship of receiving the Holy Ghost and being baptized. They had been baptized, but it was all said and done. He baptized 12 men in Jesus' name. And the Bible says in verse 6 or 7 of Acts 19 that Paul laid his hands upon them and the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Yes, Um, I remember years ago when I was a young man, I was in a church service and I remember a, a brother received the Holy Ghost that night. Actually, he testified after after the fact, th- saying that he thought he had it. But that night he knew he got it because uh, he experienced uh, a very real 
power in speaking in tongues that uh, where someone before told him and he did not agree himself but anyway that night not only did he speak with tongues but when he stood to testify at the end of the service when he had an opportunity he stood up and prophesied <laughs> and I, I first time i ever saw that and he truly was filled with the holy ghost that night but i don't i don't base my belief on that that just confirms acts chapter 19 because they received the holy ghost spoke with tongues and prophesied and you know there's different greek words in the in the new testament for prophecy or prophet and there's different hebrew words in the old testament referring to that and sometimes uh, a prophecy is a uh, as one definition definition is a, a bubbling up of of uh, uh, of an utterance that god gives but we're not going to get into that tonight i just want to mention these three levels that's number one number two is the gift of prophecy now there are people that have the gift of prophecy and they because of their gift uh they're careful about their gift and they will probably most likely maybe a hundred percent of the time prophesy more than just someone with the holy ghost now many people with the holy ghost don't even know that that possibility is there uh because they have the holy ghost again that doesn't mean they have to get the prophecy but they have that ability because of their consecration to god to hear and to speak that's right that's level number one the gift of prophecy uh, is a little is a little more in depth. It will happen more often, and um, but a prophet is the third. Uh, uh, can I say the third realm, or the tier, however you want to say it, or level of being used of God in prophecy? A prophet, in my opinion, he pretty much lives for. Uh, I don't want to say he lives for this gift, but it is a, he is extremely conscious of this gift and being used of God. Um, I won't go into that, but um, I set myself out to study on the subject some years ago. It just became very intriguing and interesting to me about eight or ten years ago, and for about maybe four years or so i studied it seemed uh, every just about every night it was constantly hour after hour on the subject i love the subject and uh, i still study on it but uh, not as much as those first several years but i learned a lot um, that i feel is good to know uh, you don't need to know this but i think it'll be a blessing to you so you can prophesy by having the holy ghost and it's a spiritual utterance that god gives a revelation of some type and number two, uh, the gift of prophecy. And then number three, uh, the, the gift of the prophet or a man or woman being a prophet or prophetess. All right. So just want to share that thought with you. But I want to go to Proverbs 29 and 18, uh, a, a passage here that is oh, really misunderstood. It's... Um, misused now the way it's used is okay and there's nothing wrong with the thought or the idea of the way it's used so let me read it where there is no vision the people perish but he that keepeth the law happy is he where there is no vision okay so you know all of my life 
I've heard it preached and I've preached it too, <laughs> um, that where there was no vision, where there was no goal, there where there was no dream, there was, you know, you, in other words, you write out the vision of the church, you write out the goal of the church. And there's nothing wrong with that. We should do that. That's all good. And there's nothing wrong with preaching that thought. Not at all. But let me show you where the King James Version is not really giving us the full and exact meaning when you take a look at the Hebrew. And some of the other versions um, agree with the Hebrew more than the King James Version. But watch this. Just look. Let's look at this again in the King James, where there is no vision the people perish. Now, um, is that a colon or a semicolon? I get it mixed up there. But that second part, or can I say part B of the verse, doesn't even go with part A of the verse. But he that keepeth the law happy is he. What does that have to do with the first half of the verse? Nothing. And the reason it doesn't have anything to do with it, because... It really is using some English words that should have not been used fully. Okay, so the translation in the King, days of King James, well, what can I say? Um, man translated the holy word of God. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay, the second part, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Doesn't even go together. Why does it matter? It should matter because... Let's take a look at a couple other versions. Now, you can look at a lot of versions. If you have a good, I have a really good study tool on my laptop computer. It gives me a lot of the different Bible versions, you know, the English Standard Version, the American Standard Version, you know, a lot of them. Uh, then, you know, I've got all the different Bible helps, the Greek and the Hebrew lexicons, and I can go on. It's nice to have all the, those things, especially when you're kind of diving deep in a study. And so looking at the ESV, the English Standard Version, I'm going to read that same verse. Well, pay attention. If you've, if you've got the version on hand, maybe you've got it on a Bible app, uh, or you've got that ESV, open it up and take a look and compare to the, to the King James Version it's a world of difference in, in meaning, but you've got to catch it. You've got to pay attention to the way, the way it's worded. It says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Where there is no what? It doesn't say just where there's no vision. Where there is no prophetic vision, the people, what? They cast off restraint. In other words, they start living the way they want to live. They get a little loose in their lifestyle. They become carnal. The fear of the Lord is kind of on the back burner because the ministry of the prophet or the, or the prophetic and the prophetic gifts, God put them in the church, not just so somebody could look cool or sound spiritual. You know what I mean? But they're there for a purpose. The, the ministry of the prophet was mainly two things in the Old Testament. And today, I don't believe it's changed. Um, but the ministry of the prophet was mainly two things. Number one was to point out sin. Okay. Number two was point direction. Okay. To point out sin and to point out direction. All right. Um, a, a prophet told me one day, 
he went to another prophet's church to preach. Now, T.W. Barnes was pastoring. A younger prophet went to, to Brother Barnes's church, and Brother Barnes was his mentor, or one of his mentors, okay? <laughs> I, I won't give you the name of the prophet, um, but he was talking about it, and you know, he had mentored me for a while, and um, but he went there, and God had Bang, just showed him something. He told Brother Barnes, he says, your song leader. Uh, now, this was decades ago, decades ago. So no doubt things have changed today at the church. Brother Barnes is, was pastoring there in uh, Louisiana. So no doubt different people, etc. So, but I'm just telling you a story. And I totally believe this prophet because I had him prophesy to me many times. Seen him pro prophesy just right on target. But he told Brother Barnes, he says, you're, I believe he said you a person on the platform. I won't even say what ministry was in, but uh, the, pers the person on the platform, he pointed him out in, by ministry. He said, this man is in adultery. He's, he's living in adultery. And Brother Barnes says, oh, no, not him, not him. Well, this even Brother Barnes was the pastor, but still sometimes, you know, having, this is why, we have this fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the church. Well, it did come out. The man was in adultery. You know, it's not that Brother Barnes didn't have discernment, but Brother Barnes was there as a pastor. But there is no one man that knows all, sees all. Okay, because God's going to use a team of people. God's going to use the, the, the prophet, the evangelist, the apostle, the teacher, you know, the pastor. God's going to use everybody that he can and to again he pointed out sin that's one of the ministries the point direction and i've had and i've, I've had direction from prophets uh, on a number of occasions myself it's it's a wonderful thing but let's go back to this esv where there's no prophetic vision this is the ministry of prophecy either a prophet or a prophetic gift where there was no vision where there is no dream where there was no word of knowledge where there was no word of wisdom where there was no discerning of spirit spirits the people cast off restraint in other words the fear of god kind of dwindles and somebody says well we shouldn't fear god I, listen that's that's a different argument but the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom it's the beginning of knowledge it says in proverbs and we are to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling because it's not once saved always saved and god has put these gifts in the church to help us and protect us and save us and give us direction <laughs> amen but now watch how part b of the verse in the esv matches along with part a of the verse I'll read it again from the beginning. Where there was no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. <laughs> That's perfect, isn't it? All right, because if you're keeping the law, in other words, in the Old Testament period, if you're living right, okay, and, and, and the man of God comes to read the mail of the congregation, in other words, the prophet comes or the man or woman that's using the gifts of the spirit, well, you know, hey, I, I you know, I can remember many times, and especially my younger years, oh my gosh, he's coming to preach. And it made me just want to, you know, tighten the ropes and hammer down the stakes and in a sense and check my life real good and say, okay, is everything good here? Because he, he reads the mail. All right. This same prophet that I just mentioned that went to Brother Barnes's church, I'm going to come back to this in a few minutes too, if I've got time. Um, but he was preaching in a church 
And, and all of a sudden, the Lord gave him a word. And he said, God, I can't say that word to this congregation. He, and he said, God gave him this word, told him like three times. He, he said, you know, the second time, he said, I just, you know, I, Lord, I can't say this word to these people. Well, the third time he did. And the word was, and he said it, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> and, and when I heard it, you know, the, the church that was listening, I was in the congregation. He said, yeah, everybody did what you did. Everybody cracked up. Everybody began to laugh, but one lady, one lady in the church, she didn't laugh when she heard the words macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you know what she did? She began, she shouted, she danced, she jumped up, she began to worship and cry and, and, and rejoice in the Lord. And he, he, he let her do that for a moment. And he let, the, let her lick the honey off of her lips. And he said, all right, sister, you've been shouting and dancing. We were all laughing. Tell us what macaroni and cheese means to you. <laughs> I'm talking about a man that could hear from God. All right. <laughs> and I, I love that story. I've thought about it many times. But she says, listen, I've been praying for my son to be saved. And he's not saved. He don't come to church. But I, I pray, God, give me a sign for my son. To be saved. And when you said macaroni and cheese, that was it because he drives a truck and on the side of his truck, it says macaroni and cheese because he works for a company that sells macaroni and cheese or whatever. And it sells, it says macaroni and cheese. And it was in that revival. The next night or two, he came in, was filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized and gave his life to God. Yes. So we're talking about, yeah, sometimes it's weird. But when a man hears from God or a woman hears from God, that's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Now, I looked it up in the uh, American Standard Version. It's, it's the same thing. Uh, I think it's word for word. Uh, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. But he that keepeth the law happy is he word for word or very close to it. Now, there's several versions that it's worded that way and very close to that, all right? And if you don't like the different versions, then you can go to the Hebrew and you can confirm what I'm saying, what this is, what, what this is supposed to say to us. It's not just about a vision or a goal of the church. No, it's talking about a prophetic word, a prophet or someone that's operating in the gifts that will cause us to not cast off restraint and be careless in our Christian living, but to, you know, uh, become more more careful about how we live and to live righteous and holy before the Lord. So that's another part of what I want to give you. And I'm going to give you another verse here in, uh, off that subject, but it's Hosea 12 and 10. I guess in my study over the years and just, like I said, I've, I'm one to do subject studies and word studies and um, it's really helped me learn things when I'll take a subject like this and I'll study, 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 or take a word, you know, uh, the word prayer or the word tongues, you know, whatever it might be and studied out, you know, in all the books of the Bible and the different, uh, Greek and Hebrew and whatever, but look at Hosea 12 and 10, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. So I want to share this to you with you i have also spoken by the prophets and i have multiplied visions and used similitude by the ministry of the prophets all right we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and address that 
And at the end, I've got something else pretty powerful for you. So be right back with you. Hey, I want to tell you about my book entitled Satan, Demons, and You. Hi, this is Charles Rodas. I want to give you a few testimonies of others that have read this book. One is by Pastor Larry G. He says, great book. I have used these methods many times in Jesus' name. I appreciate this book very much. Another one by He Chose Me says, if you want to understand the enemy and how to fight a spiritual battle, this book will help you. This book with the scriptures to confirm what is written. Very easy to read. And another testimony by Shelley says, Every Christian needs this book. This man has great knowledge and understanding. I have read this book many times. Well, my friend, you can get this paperback or the Kindle edition on Amazon. Go there now and read more about it. Blessings. Prophets and Prophecy, thank you for getting back with us here and staying uh, into this this teaching. Wow, man, I love this. Um, uh, I love the whole thought of it, and I love the teaching. Again, it's just very intriguing to me, and so I hope you're being blessed so far. So let's take a look at that, uh, Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. The prophet said, uh, speaking by God, I have also spoken by the prophets. And I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the prophets. Well, what's a similitude? A similitude is a, you could say it's a, a parable. You could say it's a type or a shadow or a comparison, an analogy. Um, yeah, and it's really cool how God can do that and how God will do that with someone all right but yes god has multiplied visions and he does use similitudes and i i'd love to be in a service where god is using this someone like this and i could see boom 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 what he's doing or how god is using that individual uh scripturally and what prophetic stream that individual is operating in all right so let's go to uh the next part here in first chronicles 29 and 29 now you know if you've done any studying on this you know there's a lot of bible uh about prophets and uh about seers you've heard the term seer s-e-e-r i'm going to read a scripture uh in first chronicles 29 29 Probably to me, uh, of all the scriptures I've studied, this one differentiates the two prophetic streams. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. Yes, there are two main prophetic streams. Uh, we're used to just hearing prophet, you know, the, the ministry of the prophet, or he is a prophet, or she is a prophetess. But uh, I'm going to show you something here. Now, I'm going to read the verse. Now, the acts of David the king, first and last, behold. They are written in the book of Samuel the seer and in the book of Nathan the prophet 
and in the book of Gad the seer. Now, we have First and Second Samuel. We don't have the book of Nathan. We don't have the book of Gad. But they had them in those days. Right? So God evidently didn't feel like he wanted them as part of the 66 books because we don't have them. And that's fine. But uh, they're, they're referred to here. Now, referring to Samuel the seer. Samuel was not just a prophet. Samuel was a seer. And then there was a man by the name of Nathan. We all know Nathan that came to David. Dave, Nathan was a prophet. Hmm. And in the book of Gad, the seer. So there's another man. We've heard his name. Gad was a seer. So the seer is mentioned twice in this verse. And the prophet is mentioned once. You know, reading in the Old Testament, you read here and there about seers and you read at other places about prophets. Well, let me tell you, every every seer uh, is a prophet. Yes, but not every prophet is a seer because it's a different ministry of the prophetic. All right. So we're kind of used to the prophet saying, thus saith the Lord or thus says the Lord, or this is what the Lord is saying in modern English, you know, something to that type in those words. Um, but there are two prophetic streams. Number one is the ministry of the prophet. Number two, the ministry of the seer. Again, they're both prophets. All right. The seer being different in the fact, in the way that he receives his revelation. They're both receiving revelation from God, but they're both receiving it in a different fashion. Okay, so let's take a look at the Hebrew words here. I'm not I'm not a Hebrew. All right. Uh, I'm just going to read you what it says, uh, what the Hebrew words are, and then I'll read you the basic definition. So when you read the word Samuel the seer, that first one there in First Chronicles 29, 29. Uh, the Hebrew word is Ra. It's R-A-A-H. And it means to see or to look at. <clears throat> Pardon me, to see or to look at. All right, and we see the next one there, Nathan the prophet. The Hebrew word there is Nabi. N-A-B-I-Y, Nabi. That's the Hebrew word for prophet. It means a prophet or it means a spokesman. A little different there, isn't it? The third or the third one there is is actually the second seer, Gad the seer. Okay. Um, a different Hebrew word again. It means choza, C-H-O-Z-E-H. Not sure if I'm pronouncing these exactly right. Again, I'm not Hebrew, but I believe it's choza, something to that order. But that Hebrew word means a beholder, seer, vision. All right. But if you look at the two words ra and choza for the word seer two two different hebrew words for our same english word seer but they mean the same thing uh to see to look at or to a beholder a seer or a vision all right so there's you can identify a seer by how he receives his revelation now understand you may be used in one of these areas and you've never claimed to be a prophet or a seer and you may not be. And that's, that's fine because probably most people 
are not prophets or seers being used because again, we have this ability because of the Holy Ghost that's inside us. And then that second level, having the gift of prophecy, all right? And then that higher level, can I say, the ministry of the prophet, where his, that's where his full dedication is uh, seeing, hearing, what have you from God. All right. So let's take a look. How can I differentiate this and break this down for you? So we have two prophetic streams. All right. One of them, uh, we know, uh, we'll say the seer. We know that he is a seer or he is operating in the seer dimension. Let me say it that way because he may not be a prophet, but he's operating in the seer dimension by his vision, okay, his visions or his dreams. His revelations are coming by visions or dreams, all right? You can identify him by, he might say something like, the Lord showed me, or I saw this, I saw that, where a prophet where he is just hearing, a prophet is hearing from God, and many times it's a thus saith the Lord. Again, it may not be a prophet, but he's person is operating in the prophetic stream. I hope I'm making sense of this. Uh, I'll probably repeat it several ways. Hopefully I, I'll be able to cover it in a way that you can understand it if you haven't heard this before. But a prophet will typically hear words and he will speak. And many times it will start out, the Lord has, uh, the Lord has spoken to me or thus says the Lord, this type of thing. And then you're repeating. It's a hearing and a repeating situation. It's many times spontaneous. where somebody operating in a seer dimension it's probably not going to be uh thus saith the lord it's just that okay the lord showed me this the lord showed me that okay now again you can operate in these realms these dimensions uh, because you have the holy ghost if, now if and i would say this if you're operating pretty regular in a in one of these dimensions it's a, it's a good possibility you may have the gift of prophecy which could cover the seer uh, and or uh, the prophetic itself uh, but of course if you've ever had someone come to your congregation your church that was known to be a prophet okay now he could take a whole service a whole church service and it's prophecy after prophecy revealing after revealing, after revealing him, he could reveal things about 10 people, 20 people, 100 people in one church service. It could be one after another, personal revelations he's given to those individuals. <laughs> now, so this is pretty neat here. So again, the prophet is more of a thus saith the Lord. He's hearing, he speaks. The ministry of a seer, he's had a vision. He saw something. 
He had a dream. It was a revelation that came forth in that fashion, separating the seer ministry from the prophetic ministry of thus saith the Lord. All right. Again, a seer is a prophet, but not all prophets are seers. Now, there are people that operate in both dimensions, in both prophetic streams. And some of these people are, 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 have the gift of prophecy, and some of them are just very sensitive, prayed-up people that live for God. And once in a while, you know, a couple times a year, they may hear from God. And, and maybe they don't even have the gift of prophecy, but God uses them. You know, and that's good. Maybe someone has a dream, and God reveals something through a dream. Well, that was uh, a gift, or that was a prophetic Revelation, a dream from God or a vision from God is a prophetic uh, revelation. That doesn't mean he's a prophet, doesn't mean he even has the gift. But the more that person operates, it's a greater possibility that the gift is there and even possibly he might even be a prophet if that's something that he's doing uh, constantly to congregations. Um, everywhere so it's a beautiful thing when you see this now uh yeah so i was talking about this prophet that uh talked about the mac and cheese right the macaroni and cheese who would have thought all right so that wasn't a vision that he saw it wasn't a dream it was god spoke the words macaroni and cheese right now i know him i know the man a real prophet okay just amazing Prophecies, I've had his prophesied to me. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, I'll give you a prophecy he gave to me one time. All right, so this is going back 20, 25 years ago. Um, I was getting ready for church. I was in my car and I had a real burden for young people. And I was younger <laughs> and I had a real burden for kids, you know, just little kids. I, you know, I didn't want to be a Sunday school teacher, nothing like that. I didn't know what I want to do, but I just, I was just love kids, right? I mean, Hopefully you do too, and just had a burden for them and want to see them filled with the Holy Ghost and all this stuff, right? And I'm getting ready to pull out from home and going to put my car in reverse, and my hands are on the steering wheel, and tears are streaming down my face. I've never spoke a word about this to anybody, right? My feelings and my burden for kids, never spoke it, not a soul, nothing, no kind of a hint. It's just It was between me and God how I felt and the burden I had for kids. Well, anyway. And tears are streaming down my face, and I'm praying this prayer, oh God. Well, this prophet's going to be there tonight. I knew him. He knew me. He didn't know anything about this prayer. Didn't know a thing about it. No, again, because my pastor didn't even know it. Well, anyway, so I'm on the platform with the pastor and the other ministers. Within five minutes, and this is how this prophet was. Usually within five minutes, he's calling people out. <laughs> I mean, two, three minutes, boom, he calls me out. And he's reading my mail about what I had just prayed, you know, 20, 30 minutes before. And he's reading my mail and calling, calling it out about a ministry to kids. Yes, God is giving you a ministry to kids. And, and the pastor acknowledged that. And next thing you know, he, you know, he put me in these certain positions and all that. But I'm just saying that was revelatory. That was the ministry a pro of a prophet that God had revealed. Now, I don't know if he, how it was revealed to him, um, if it was revealed by what he saw, if he saw it in a vision, uh, if it was just words that came to his mind. I don't know about that. 
but it's really neat to see these things happen and how pinpointed the prophetic can be even in a situation i mean that's 25 years ago maybe whatever maybe longer but that still is so in my mind how you know god fulfilled that prophecy that was fulfilled over several you know years or whatever and uh, so praise god for that so that that happened it was like instant all right so i'm going to give you another example i'll give you a personal example uh because you may have some examples too and I hope you do. I hope that you're being used of God. But I want to alert you to this. Okay. And I want to help you become sensitive to this type of thing. So, yeah, you can be used. Man or woman, preacher or not, anybody can be used. You know, and it, it's sad to see people that are trying to do this on their own. And they make up stuff and whatever. It, it, it's sad. You know, it's it's really hurts the body of Christ. But and no one's perfect you know anybody can make a mistake but you know i've seen stuff that uh, really in a, in a sense was harmful but uh, my wife and i uh we were foster parents and uh we uh had required to have so many hours of uh, study by the state of indiana required each year so that we could maintain our foster care license and so this is going back um 10, 12 years ago. And so we went to we went to Gary, Indiana. We lived not too far from Gary, Indiana. And so we're in this second, third floor building uh there, right off uh Broadway, if you're if you know the area. And we're there with about 40 or 50 other foster parents and I think two instructors. I didn't know any of these people. I didn't know the instructors. We had been in these trainings. If any of these people were there, they didn't look familiar to me. And no doubt there are hundreds of foster parents, maybe thousands in the, in the counties of, or, you know, around in Northwest Indiana. I don't know. But there was probably 40 or 50. Some of them were individuals and many couples, no doubt husbands and wives, my wife and I sitting uh, in the back row. We all had tables so that we could write. But all of a sudden, as the instructor is speaking, this vision is like all of a sudden I'm, I, I just know something. It's just I could see something and I just know it. And it's amazing. It's one of the most clear uh, revelations, I thought. I, I had to be sure. I, I told my wife, I, I said, I think God has just showed me something about this man sitting over there in front of us to the right. And I, I think God has just showed me that he is a lawyer and that he has done legal work for the city of Hammond, Indiana. And uh, I, I was like, wow, is this, you know, and I says, I have to test it. I don't know if this was God. I think it's God. It feels like God, you know, and uh, I'm not one just to always just jump up and say, this is God. I, I'd like to try the spirits and test it and see. But anyway. Uh, they split the class and my wife had to go with the other part of the class into another room. They were going to do some kind of other study, whatever, and le left uh, half the class. And I stayed in there at my table. And um, so I'm you know, sensitive to what's going on. Um, and uh, I'm looking for an opportunity to find out. So that man is there. Nobody knows what I said to my wife. And I the instructor says, okay, we're going to do something here and we need someone to help kind of lead the class. Granted, the other 
part of the class is gone. My wife's gone. <clears throat> and we need somebody to kind of volunteer to help lead the class. And boom, there it is right there. And I leaned over my table and I pointed at this guy that I felt that I had something revealed to me about. And, and I didn't know who he was, didn't know anything about him. And I pointed at him and I said, let the attorney do it. You know, and I smiled real big. The guy turned around and looked at me and he said, how did you know I was a lawyer? I said, I'll tell you after class. I was okay. I'm thinking, all right, I got a, I'm on, I got a base hit here. <laughs> We're going to find out if the rest of this is accurate. So after class, I went up to him and introduced myself. He says, Hey, how did you know I was a lawyer? I says, well, um, you know, I told him that I was a Christian and that I believe that God had showed me I, that, but I want to ask you, have you ever done legal work? Because when I received this from God, I, I had a vision of the mayor's office and I had walked in that hallway one time and it was a glass wall and you could see secretaries and you could see an inner office and that was a couple years prior or whatever but in the vision i could see that suddenly and when that revelation came to me and i said have you ever done legal work for the city of hammond he said yes yeah how did you know of course we began to talk i got his information and i began to reach out to him uh, and attempt to win him to god because god no doubt wanted to save him now God does these things for the edification of the body to save lost souls, okay? And so that doesn't mean I was a prophet. It just means that God had revealed something just like you. God can use you, all right? So that was not a – so let me ask you, what would you consider? Would that be a prophetic stream or would that be more of a seer? stream i said there's two prophetic streams okay it, there was no thus saith the lord there was no words that i heard from god it was just a vision and a revelation okay so that was more of a seer stream of the prophetic okay so to think that this there's no more seer ministry today in the hour that we live is totally totally inaccurate uh it really is because the operation of this is still operating. Now, the Apostle John, okay, he was a prophet. But in my view, the prophet John was more than just a prophet. He was a seer prophet. Why? Because look at the visions that he had to write down that now we have the book of Revelation. These weren't thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. It was vision after vision after vision. This was the seer way of God revealing. This, this, this stream of revelation that came to John in this fashion was of the seer realm. Beautiful thing. We go to Ezekiel, many visions, okay? And some of them visions and utterances. Sometimes it was thus saith the Lord. And these prophets were so close to God, it seemed like some of them operated in both prophetic streams of the prophet and the seer prophet. Well, praise the Lord. Um, yeah, I, I hope that you were blessed. I hope that I explained that, all this really awesome stuff to me. I hope I explained it where you can kind of understand it. And uh, I know there's a lot of uh, arguments either way on it. 
but that First Chronicles 29, 29, you just can't disagree with that. Prophet there means spokesman, okay? Thus saith the Lord, and the two seers, the, the Hebrew words there were about seeing, to look at, behold, or a vision. Hey, that explains itself right there. Well, anyway, hey, if you haven't taken a look at my books, uh, please do so. You can go to Amazon or you can go to my my personal website, uh, www.charlesarotis.com, and you can see my books there. I'm working on my 10th. Uh, right now, this is February of 2024. Hopefully in March, I will be releasing my 10th book. And if you go and pick up one of my books, that will be a blessing to us here as part of our ministry. And uh, we would love uh, for you to share and uh, even make a comment there uh, and uh, ask a question or make a comment about this podcast. Thank you for listening to Everything Apostolic. This is Brother Rodas. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarotis.com. There you will find Pastor Rotis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.